Fantastic Radio, uncovering the truth, exploring the unknown. Good evening, Curious Minds out there. Thank you so much for joining me. I just wanted to get on here a little bit before I play for you guys the interview that I did with Mr. Sean Walden, a.k.a. Ninja Scroll. Uh, he's a very old friend of mine. Had he and I not connected um, all those years ago, I probably never would have continued or gotten into the podcast game, really, or continued to pursue my music the way that I did. So he had a very big influence on me early on for, you know, everything that I I would go to do in entertainment. And I felt uh, we hadn't talked in in quite some time and I really wanted to have him on this podcast just to kind of bring things full circle. Extremely interesting guy. Uh, I knew that this would be a very different interview from what you're used to hearing on this show. But that's one of the reasons that I kind of really wanted to do this. If... It hadn't have been for us meeting and doing a podcast together. We actually had two different podcasts together back in the early days of podcasting when it was, and you'll hear us talking about it here in a minute, but it was a lot more like radio where we had people calling in and we were responsible for pretty much producing on the fly the entirety of the show. And I learned a lot from this guy. He uh, he really helped me out a lot when I was getting going. And while our views are quite different, as you'll see in, in a lot of areas, uh, I've got nothing but love for the guy. And I knew that this would be sort of a, I guess, a change of pace for a lot of my listeners out there. Me going through a, a very different style interview than what you're used to. And, and there's a lot of laughter, a whole lot of fun. Um, I'm about to get to that in just a moment. I wanted to touch on, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the last little behind the radio segment that I did it's kind of something that I'm considering doing maybe not um, after every show because it it doesn't really revolve around a show in my eyes it's kind of just a chance to give a hot take on the news and give my opinions about some things and if you like that let me know I'm definitely down to do more of those maybe a few a month whenever I do the follow-up for this interview which will be next Wednesday We're going to kind of get into it a little bit more. I'll give you a little more context and maybe kind of explain some other things through the course of that. And I know that the audio quality hasn't been uh, stellar, to say the least, in some of the previous interviews. So I was using a different service that I think in the long run is going to result in a lot better sound. That being said, when we came back after the first song that you're going to hear, we had to switch to this new service and some of the settings were not quite right. So there was an echo on his end. I'm not sure if that was from his phone or or what it was, but I did my best to edit that out and kind of clean up the audio to the best of my ability. So if you do notice that, um, please forgive me. The next time that I have an interview, it's going to be a, a much better experience. I think I've got some of the quirks worked out. This was just kind of an early run, and I didn't really have a chance to truly test everything out and, and make sure there wasn't going to be any sort of feedback or echo in the audio. So I know that might be distracting at points, and there were some parts that were just almost unusable. 
to ranging all the way to not usable at all that had to get clipped a little bit but i feel like the context of the interview remained intact and i think that you guys will enjoy if not all of this interview then definitely parts of this interview it's a good uh, look if you're interested back at how i got started into doing this and, and kind of where i came from in the podcast game and it's just a uh, a reunion with an old friend. He's a man with a message and a lot of conviction and a lot to say and the guy's got a ton of talent and I really wanted to introduce him to my listeners and I really hope you guys will go check out some of his stuff and, and hopefully some of you guys are going to really enjoy it. I think that he does some top-notch production work. I think he has one of the most unique voices in hip-hop and he definitely has a inspiring message and something that um, I think in these times could be very crucial. But without further ado, I present to you guys my interview with the one and only Ninja Scroll. Good evening, curious minds out there across the internet. As always, I'm your host, DJ Joshua. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Clandestine Radio Podcast. Joining me tonight is a true veteran in the hip-hop world, a Christian truth music artist, producer, label owner, the man who really helped to give me my first break in the podcast world, a former co-host with me, occasional collaborator, and someone I consider a dear friend and brother from another, the one and only Sean Walden, a.k.a. Mr. Ninja Scroll. I'd like to welcome him to the podcast at this time. Yo. What's going on, brother? How you doing? What's up? What's up? Yo, thank you, man, for the intro, man. I appreciate that, man. But, you know, brother, we, we go way back, man. And I'm doing good, by the way. And we Glad go way hear. back, me and you, man. And uh, I've always considered you like, as a brother, not just a brother in Christ, but as a true brother. You know, we, we and I'm just happy to be here, man. Just thank you for um having me on, man. I appreciate it. Oh, man, the pleasure is all mine. It's long overdue. Uh, we used to do this. Uh, a lot of people don't know anything about the shows that we did back in the day from my audience right now, but unfortunately, wasn't a lot of carryover from those days. But uh, yeah, we did a show on two shows actually on Freedomizer Radio uh, way, way back in the day when everybody thought podcasts were weird and nobody really listened to them <laughs> hardly. And, Freedomizer uh, had, had a lot of listeners though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we did have a lot of listeners there, but you, yeah. the general public, really, you know, yeah, there was kind yeah. of like a, a group that it was, was new. Really, yeah. There, there was like a group that was in the podcast. But other than that, you know, the general public had no idea what they were. And uh, but yeah. Uh, and I man, we, we did some good shows, I feel, back in the day, especially for pioneering for the most part in it. There wasn't a whole lot of uh, real podcasting going on at that point. No. Like I said, this was blog talk radio, so that you know, <laughs> I, I think yeah, there's it, go ahead. It just seems like that it seemed like it was yesterday, but it was so long ago at the same time. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, mean it really the, was. The, the way the way things have changed, you know, from blog talk, you would think that I mean now podcasts are everybody's on them. You know, back then it was just yeah, like you said, it was just blog talk radio basically. And um, we were on our phones. There were no com- it, it was some computer in there, but it was mostly over the phone. Yeah. Yeah. You had to call in. 
I was kind of explaining this to somebody the other day and, and they were like, I had no idea there was so much to it. I'm like, yeah, it used not to be so easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, back then, you know, we thought that we was, we thought that that was like uh high tech. Oh know? yeah. Oh yeah. We were, we were cutting edge. <laughs> <laughs> Having to have people come call in, you had a number and all that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Those were days, man. I honestly kind of missed that, that just kind of freewheeling, you know, shooting from the hip, just live and running with it. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of, there was something to be said for that. Everything is so overproduced now. And I even catch myself doing that on this show, uh, you know, redoing the script and, and, you know, trying to get things perfect while sounding natural and, and not being able to capture that same kind of lightning in a bottle that there was back in the day, you know? I don't know if yeah. that makes sense. I don't know how much that makes sense to the listeners, but it was it was just a different environment back then because you, you didn't get a do-over. You know, you were pretty much just, yeah. you had to make it right the first time and it had to be, you know, solid. And you just got accustomed to doing that. And I think that that really drove uh, a higher level of podcasting than what you see today. Because today, like I said, it's so overproduced. People are doing, you know, God knows how many takes on this stuff. And so by the time you you get it all edited and you see it, it looks polished and perfect, but in reality, you know, it's a whole different ball game, but yeah. anyways, rambling on about podcasting back in the days showing our age. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's funny though. I mean, blog talk radio was actually like real radio. Yeah. I yeah. mean, but we had, remember we had the screen calls and everything. We did all that. Mm -hmm. Oh Yeah. Yeah, ourselves. <laughs> you didn't have any. You didn't really have any help there either. But no, it was. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I love doing that stuff, and I I do miss it. And that's kind of what really drove me back to wanting to do another podcast. You know, I did a few on my own after that, and and with other, you know, small networks. But uh, I I kind of got away from it. I didn't really have the time. I was running my business, and I, I just. I kind of lost the passion for it. When everything kind of started to convert to the new style, I didn't really know how to integrate to that. And it just, I, I kept doing the researching. I kept doing the independent journalism and the other stuff, you know, the passions that kind of drove it to start with. But I didn't, I didn't do a show for probably, I don't know, seven, eight years, maybe almost. And uh, this is recent. This is only, I guess, the second uh, two and a half months or so that I've been doing this show and I just, I couldn't, I couldn't stay away from it any longer because it is a passion. It is something that I genuinely love to do. I love to get on here and talk to an audience that I can't hear. I love to tell stories. You know, I love to be a, a part of this kind of form of entertainment and mm. I don't think there's anything else like it. It's not, it's, it's really not. And I remember when I, um, when I first started, I was, I felt the same way. It was just something I was drawn to. Um, I started off with just the Ninja Squirrel Radio. And then, I remember. Uh, you remember that? Yeah, I think you were on there. You were probably my first guest. <laughs> <laughs> Honored to be a part of it. <laughs> and then um, I think I had you on there a couple of times. And then I remember um, when Freedom, Freedom Rides contacted us, or contacted me and you. Mm -hmm. And... Um, yeah, I remember doing that show. It was just, it was just really good. It was just a, something that you know you could. We we did that what once a week. Yeah, uh, no, I think so. At least, 
It might have been three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. At one point, we definitely were. Yeah, for like three hours, and it was almost like a job, man. It was. <laughs> it wasn't a good-paying yeah. job, but it was definitely no. a job. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it's, it's something that, that – it's a passion that we both have, and um, I enjoyed doing it. I really did, and I'm, I'm glad that – um. You know, I, I wanted to, I thought about getting back into it doing the YouTube stuff. I did a couple of YouTube uh, shows. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's it's just it's just something about it that makes you that I guess you have to have it in you, you know, but I, yeah. I did something that we both wanted and, and, and you just you just keep craving it. So I mean, even right now, I still want to go back and do some and, and I like the YouTube setup, even though I have my own website now. So on my own website, I can. I'm, it's just like YouTube on my vemusic.tv. It's there just you like YouTube. Yeah, I was going to say, do, get that plug in, brother. <laughs> I can do that. I can do that right there. I don't have to use YouTube anymore. So I don't have to worry about getting shut down for saying uh, COVID or something like that. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? I can say whatever I want to say on my own website and, and go live on there and everything. So... You know, I'm, awesome. I'm going to I'm going to end up getting back into that. There you go. Yeah, censorship definitely alive and well. I'd say stronger than ever these days. Um, and it's something that I have to consider even on Spotify. And Spotify is a lot more open than you know a lot of the podcasting services that are out there. But uh, it, it's I don't quite know where that line is yet. And mm -hmm. I've I've been progressively pushing up against that boundary a little bit more probably every week <laughs> i'm sure you have i know if i know you <laughs> i'm sure that's not surprising but, no. um, you know so i mean but still even with them you know i really don't know when i'm gonna get that email or, or whatever you know that call it's like uh yeah gonna have to cut this this is not gonna work or they pull something down you know i'm, I'm expecting right. it any day um especially with the more just wide open live off the cuff stuff that i do but um so i would love for you to tell my listeners a little bit more about your background uh musically everything how you kind of got started in in doing stuff uh both musically and just entertainment in general and became the man known as ninja scroll all right sure well um i started out i don't know back in high school i thought when to go way back it Back in high school, we we started, you know, when you're a young kid, you always it was always rap. That's what rap was big. I'm 53 years old right now. So back then I was, I don't know, 20, 18, 19, 17, 16, that age. Yeah. And um, you know, everybody was into rap music. That's when rap music had just really started hitting the scene with Run DMC and the Wu-Tang clans and just back in the 80s and 90s. So, you know, I was into that in high school and stuff. And then um, but just to just to fast forward all the way to where I am. Um, I, I started making beats for the Zoo Ninjas, who are part of the Wu Tang Clan. I started making beats for them, and then I started rapping with them. And then, um, you know, we kind of broke up. Uh, we had a, a couple of deals on the table, but the uh, the whole the whole group was like separated. It was like half was on one side and half was on the other side. So it was like uh, we we didn't want to do that deal. Some of us didn't want to do the deal. Some did want to do the deal. And we ended up not doing the deal. And then the group ended up splitting up because of that. And um, I started doing music on my own after being with Wu-Tang Clan and the Zoo Ninjas. I started doing music on my own. Um, back then, when I was with the Zoo Ninjas, I was running the streets and doing some some pretty bad things. It happens. And, um, 
Yeah, that happens, you know, <laughs> your kids and whatever. But I decided to change my life. And um, once I um, started getting back into the word of God, started reading the Bible and, and started following what God wanted me to do, um, I started making music again. But this time it was for, for Jesus. It was for make, making music for God and and trying to wake people up to the things that are going on in this world that we see right now. I mean, we, you and I were talking about this stuff that's happening right now. We were talking about this back in the 90s. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's so crazy. Like I have an album called United Slaves of America. I made that in um when did I make that? 2000 it had to be 2010. It had to be earlier. Two, yeah, maybe earlier, 2009, 2010 I made that album. And everything in that album you see and get played out right now. Mm-hmm. And, and and these are things that that God has given us discernment to see. And um all glory to God, man. I mean, we we're, we're just regular cats. You yep. and I, and and all of us out here that are researching, it's a lot of us on YouTube, a lot of us making music and stuff like that. But we're just regular people out here. Just, but God gave us discernment, and we we took that discernment. We use it. Everybody can discern things, but do you want to, or, or do you do it? Is the question. Do you look at things that way that that God is showing you? Yeah. And, um, you know, so I don't know, but that that's basically how it I know I went off on a big tangent there. <laughs> that's me, you know that. But, oh yeah. I love you anyway, boy, man. I know. We both we like I said, we both we both get on, we both do this. So <laughs> Yep. Guilty as charged. But yeah, that's 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 what that's how it all started. It all started me getting with Wu Tang clan, getting with the zoo ninjas, making beats with them. Um and then just going from there and then starting my own record label. I started a record label years ago with the same name, VE Music. But it was a worldly record label. I had some artists on there. It was a record label that was of, you know, wasn't Christian. Yeah. And then um uh I left I stopped doing that. You know, like I said, got back into the word of God, started um, you know, truly becoming a a, a believer and a and a follower of Christ. And um from there. I started my own label again, VE Music. Again, but this time it's I have two artists signed to my label plus myself. Um, Slave to Servant is one is a Christian punk rap band. They do all kind of stuff. This Slave to Servant does, and then <laughs> um, I my other my other band is um, uh, Cast the Dragon, and they're they're a Christian punk uh, band. So, and then myself Ninja Scroll. So I have a hip hop band. Well, I'd also do R&B as well. And then uh, Slave the Servant and Cast the Dragon. So go check us out, vemusic.tv. You can see us all on there. There you go. There you go. There's a plug. I love it, man. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to get them in where you can, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's interesting, man. I, I didn't even know that you had, I mean, I knew that you had kind of brought the label back and I knew that you were uh, trying to, get, you know, get a couple people on there and get some stuff together. But I, I didn't. I guess I didn't really expect it to be like more punk style music. Uh, I didn't really know how much you messed with punk style music or whatever. I knew, you know, you did the hip hop, the R and B, and and you were just a, a very bright cat and an amazing producer. So it doesn't surprise me that you branch out into so many different directions. Um, which, speaking of the new music, um, I want to go ahead and play one of your your new songs. I like that you've also kind of. Uh, 
I mean, I like all of your music. I always have, but I like the the fact that you've kind of branched out a little bit more as far as doing more R and B and kind of singing a little bit. Because what I've always heard in the past was a lot more centric around just the the bars and you know mm. just just the flows, and then the hook would be you know usually the part where you would sing some, but then that would be about it on there. Um, and some of these new tracks that I've heard are pretty much. You know, I would consider almost just to be R and B. Yeah, yeah. I, I got um the last two albums I did, Renewed Mind and this one on the Soapbox. Um, on Renewed Mind is twenty tracks on it, and ten of them are hip hop, ten of them are R and B. This cool. one here, yeah, and this one here on the Soapbox, there's eighteen tracks, nine of them hip hop, nine of them R and B. So you just kind of split it right down the middle, then. Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, I want I want to be able to grab as much people as I can because there, are, you know, there are a lot of people that don't like hip hop, don't like rap music, and how can Christians rap and whatever they say stuff like that? It's not it's not the style of music. It's what I'm saying in the music. Yeah, is that what matters? Um, but so, but at the same time, I wanted to be able to reach people that didn't like hip hop music at the same time. So I, I can still put my message out. About you know uh, you 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 once you once they hit a song they know what my message is, but I can yeah. still get that message put out and still grab the, both sides the hip hop and R and B side. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and play. Is is there a particular song that you think we should play first? My favorite on this album. I mean, I have I have a lot of them that I like, but I think I think the song you might be is probably my favorite one. That's definitely, it's a fire track. I really like the flow throughout the entire thing. I love the way you bring it around. Um, I, okay, we're going we're gonna to play that real quick, and then we'll talk a little bit more about it. New song from the one and only Mr. Ninja Scroll from his latest album, On the Soapbox, and this is You Might Be. They playing narratives, they changing chemtrails, they spraying. You might be telling people about Bill Gates, how we bought all the farmlands in many estates. You might be telling people about TD Jakes and the fakes that be in the pulpit, they all snakes. You might be telling people about fake meat, how they make it in the lab and say it's safe to eat. You might be telling them both parties corrupt, how they lying to your face, two cheeks the same butt. This world's nuts. You might be screaming from the top of the hills, trying to get them to take the red pill. You might be showing them the earth is flat And the sun's real close in your tinfoil hat You might be saying COVID ain't come from a bat It was all made up, yo, as simple as that Jesus. You might be showing them that money is 
fake. And if they post a vaccine on you, then that's rape. You might be like, don't listen to what they saying. Pay attention to the cause they playing. You keep straying. You might be exposing police corruption. Government got their hand all in child abduction. You might be like, yo, we is GMO foods. That girl's a dude. Yeah, they really want us dead too. You might be mad hot. Talk about nanobots in your bloodstream. Put inside you through vaccine. You might be like, yo, we know American dream. Global woman ain't real. It's just a money scheme. You might be like, we ain't gonna control the truth. Just another way for governments to control you. You might be like, NASA and faked it all. And around the flag, Earth is the Arctic wall. microwave weapons that they already use and fake news and indoctrination in schools connect you to the internet to mind control you you might be like what i'm saying tricky it's you human they're calling us hackable humans cloud swabs great reset right over there looming fact checkers say it ain't true and you might be like the depopulation plan is in effect when they said that man can marry man you might be like they want everybody is trans or homosexual you can see where they stand you might be like man we never went to the moon predictive programming in simpsons cartoons you might be like yo there really is no god but aliens really came down here in space pods Mr. Ninja Scroll. Really like that song, man. Hey, man, I appreciate it, man. I, I like the... I, I remember when I, I came up with the concept for it, it was basically just, you know, because a lot of people are waking up to what's going on in the world, you know, a lot of things going on and people are saying it, but um, for me, salvation is the, is the number one issue, is the number one thing that we should be looking at you know, having a, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And there's um a lot of people that know about different things, you know, know about Illuminati and, you know, all that, all the conspiracy stuff that we know about, that we talk about. But the the original yeah. and the real truth was Jesus Christ. And um, if you're not saved, then you can know all of these things and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you know or which and who you help. Uh, to wake up, it doesn't matter if they're not saved and if you're not saved. So that's why I, I came up with that song. You might be because you might be talk, talking about this. You might be telling people about um, Bill Gates or or Klaus Schwab. You might be telling people about the the uh, World Economic Forum. You might be doing all that stuff, but it doesn't matter if you're not helping them get saved and if you're not saved yourself. 
None of that matters. Yeah. I mean, I can, I understand that definitely. Um, I mean, you, and, and this is one of the beautiful things, honestly, about uh, our dynamic that I've always enjoyed. And one reason that I was really excited to get you on here is, is just, you present that, that side of things that I haven't, I haven't touched on. I mean, I'm going to admit, even when uh, I first heard the song, I was almost like, Ooh, that's a shot in the gut. Is he coming in for me? Because <laughs> like, I mean, I, I, but I feel what you're saying. You know what I mean? I mean, it makes, it makes total sense to me. It's, I'm just, I, I come at things a little bit of a, at a different angle than you. Like, I mean, I, okay. I'm a Christian. You know that, um, everybody that's close with me knows that I don't, it doesn't always intermingle with the, what I'm trying to do. Just, you know what I'm saying? And, and media wise, uh, I mean, you know, me, man. <laughs> we, we go back. Um, and it's not because it's not because I don't want to, to put that out or I don't want to try to bring people closer and a one-on-one conversations, you know, that's a different thing, but I can remember back when, you know, I was in on the other side of things and I would hear people, you know, trying to tell me this stuff and, and preaching to me and, and all the, all the warnings and everything and the fire and brimstone and all that. And it, it only pushed me further away. It really mm. did. You know, and I know a lot of people are like that. Like they, it, whenever, you, okay, let me relate it to another thing. Like when someone is, say someone's a, an addict to something, you know, they've got a bad problem and they can't see it and they don't want to get treated and you can put them in rehab a hundred times. You know, you can tell them if you don't get clean, you're going to destroy your life. You could point out everything that's going wrong in their life. And you can, even they'll go through rehab and they'll come out, but they'll go right back to it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm sure Mm -hmm. you've seen that happen over and over. I've experienced that with Right. But it's not until they decide they have to make that decision. They have to be like, you know, I'm tired of living this way. I'm tired of doing this. I've got to, I've got to change. I've got to make that change. You know what I'm saying? And that's when they'll get clean and that's when they'll be able to come to the other side of it. And for me, that's a lot of the way how it worked with Christianity. At first, you know, I rejected it and, you know, I thought I knew too much or, you know, I thought I had the right science in my brain. I thought, you know, I'm too smart for this. I'm not going to believe this. Some of this stuff is crazy. And then it over time, it just, you know, you see, you learn, you get older and, and you, you know, it happened for you too. There's that moment where something finally sticks and, and mm-hmm. you feel compelled, you feel compelled to pursue it. And until then, you know, I mean, people brought me to church. I went to church tons of times and it didn't do anything for me. My mom forced church on me from the time that I was, you know, could mm. think and walk and speak. And it all, it, it never, it never took with me until I was ready to accept it. And right. so, I mean, I, I, I think about that, you know what I mean? Mm. And I don't want to accidentally push people further away by just con- you know, proselytizing to them. I feel like there's a line, you know, I feel like you can, and my approach is different than your approach though, but you and I, you know, we don't agree perfectly on everything and we, we never have, but we've also never got into it over anything. We've never had any arguments. We don't, we both respect each other and had slightly different point of view, you know, many times, but that's never stopped me and you from being brothers. Mm Mm-mm. Because we're all we're all different. We're not all going to think the same. We're not all all the same people. 
Right. We, have, we all have different opinions and different thoughts and stuff like that, which is, which is fine. My thing about when I wrote that song was, um, it, I guess it's two parts. One part would be to the non-believer who's quote unquote awake. So it would be to that person, like, like the right. Tom McDonald, you know, right. who's an atheist. You know what I'm saying? But he's running around talking all this stuff, you know, about New World Order stuff and all this and, and politics and the government corruption and all that stuff. And he's, you know, claims to be waking people up, but he's not. He's just telling people what they can already see. He's you know? coming around. Some people can't, huh? I think he's coming around. Slowly but surely. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know him in particular. Yeah, yeah. If he is or not, but I just know that. No, I get what you're um, saying, though. Yeah, so it would be it would be one part for those people, and then the second part would be you can use, and this is how I I help I help one of my young brothers get saved by going into him with this information, with the yeah. information of the New World Order and and, and the Catholic Church and all this stuff and everything that we talk about that we know. I started off telling him about this and opening his eyes up to that, and then giving him the solution, which is Jesus Christ. Yeah, you see ultimately. what I'm saying? So you bring him, you, you can, you, we, we can start off talking about it, but our end goal is to win, so, win souls for Jesus. So, um, I, and I don't Bible thump people. I don't just run around, just, you need to get saved. I don't do it like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know I know, that? I know. <laughs> I, I can talk to people regular. And then, like, I talk to people, and young, I have a lot of young friends that I, my, my kids' age and younger. That look up to me. That could, I coach football with and stuff like that. So when they see me in the streets, I just talk to them like I'm a regular person. And then, you know, if they have any questions or anything, they we we talk about that. And I can always bring it back to the Bible. I can say, but you know, the Bible says this. You know, I say stuff like yeah. that. And they say, oh, well, and then I would show them in the Bible. And that that's how you can a, a good way to bring them around without uh, beating them down with it. You know, yeah. so I, I you can use this stuff. As a way to help people get saved. At the same time, um, you can just tell people about this stuff and not bring them to Jesus at all. And, right. and our ultimate goal is to help people get saved because that's this is a spiritual warfare in that way. And this is not um, you know, a physical war. This is a spiritual warfare. This is a this is a, a battle over our soul. I think it's both. I think it's I think it's increasingly both. But I well, definitely well, understand well, what you're saying. Ultimately, ultimately, we can. We're all going to die. Right, right. So None of us are getting out alive. <laughs> right. Ultimately, the 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 um the the end goal is the is when you die, where your where your soul goes. Yeah. Because it it is a physical. There there is going to be a physical war, and there is a spiritual war that we're in. Yeah, like you said, there is both. But the ultimate goal is over our soul. Yeah. That's the, that's the prize is our souls. Who's going to win? Where are you going to end up? Where are you going to spend eternity? Is the question. Because so many of us don't believe that we're. You know how many people believe that when you die, you just automatically go to heaven. Everybody believes that. You're well, dying. You go to heaven. That's that's not what the Bible says. That is not how it works. If you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, if you're not born again, you're not going to heaven. And so many times you hear people say. Oh, he's in a better place. I was at the store the other day and I heard a friend, uh, somebody that I knew and I asked him about one of our friends. They said, oh, well, she died, you know. I said, oh, man. You know, I was like, Dad, that's, that's a shame. They was like, well, she's in a better place now. And I said, was she saved? And they said, huh? 
So what's that tell you? I said, if she wasn't saved, she's not in a better place. This is why we have to get right right now. We have to get right now. And that's why it's important. That, that song that I wrote, that's why I wrote that song. Right. I get you, man. I get you. I just, I mean, I have to, I got to be honest. You know what I mean? I, I got to mm-hmm. go ahead and, and say everything that, that I feel and I think. And I mean, you know me well enough to expect that. <laughs> and it's not, it's not to uh, in any way, you know, put down what you're saying or what you're doing. And I've already told you, uh, I love the song, but it's, it, it's just my point of view. You know what I mean? And, and I, to, I bro, we, we both go about doing things different ways. Oh yeah. You might, you might not see it. You, 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 you might go about talking to somebody, like you said, about Jesus in a, in a different environment. You know what I'm saying? You might, you might wait a little bit longer. You might, Throw a little, little here and a little here, little there. You know what I'm saying? We we all do it different. Yeah. So I, I'm not saying, and I'm not trying to condemn people for not doing it, but in a way, I am condemning people for not doing it because <laughs> yeah, a little bit. That is, that's what we are commissioned to do. We are commissioned to spread the gospel. That's yeah. what we're supposed to be doing. I've just found it more effective. All I was saying, really, is ultimately, yeah, is I, I've just found it. Yeah, I've just found it more effective not to do it like a shotgun scatter blast and, and expect it to stick, but to, you know, more direct one-on-one relationships. Yeah, and that's, which is, and that's how, that's how when, when I was saying about the young brother that I helped get seen, that's how, it was a one-to-one, really. We were working at Clementon Park. This is, I don't know, back in 2012, 2013, whatever, 14. And we're working at Clementon Park, and, he, and I was his supervisor. And it was just him and I, the park was closing down, and we were cleaning it up getting ready to end, close the park down for the, for the season. And uh, we were moving some tables and stuff. And and I just, and he, he was a real cool dude. Me and him, we just started talking. And I started telling him about the, you know, the <laughs> stuff that we talk about on the station. Yeah, yeah. I started just, and he was like, what's that? And I was, then I pulled my phone out and I showed him a little of this. And I showed him a little of that. And then he was like, what? And, you know, he couldn't believe all that stuff, you know, from the Illuminati on down. You know, because this way mm-hmm. we all hope that was bigger than the Illuminati. Oh yeah, but I started showing him stuff, all you know, the symbols, and there's flashing and all that stuff. And then from there we went on, and then I was like, okay, but you know that. And then I went into Jesus. I went into yeah. the Bible. I started, and I started. What I do, what I like to do is show what the Bible, like you, you can show them what the world is doing, and show how the Bible says this is going to be happening. See, it's right here in the Bible. The Bible says that this is going to be happening this time. Here it is happening this time. The Bible says this, and I start showing them. And we are definitely living through some biblical times. Definitely. So you can lead people. You can lead people to Christ by talking to them about the stuff that we talk about, without going just running around. You need to get saved and hitting them in the head. Because, <laughs> like you said, that's that will make people turn away. Mm-hmm. And that's what this music, my music, is about. Is my music is 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 like um, it's good enough for somebody who likes hip-hop or R&B to listen to. But inside of that is the message that we're bringing, is the message of hope. There's a message of, uh, of you know, I'm letting you know what's happening, but there's a way out. And, right. and, and, and I just want people to see it. I fully respect it, brother. I fully respect it. And, and like I, I said that. Don't, you know, now, I respect what you do because you, you know that I know you. You know <laughs> And you I should. know how you believe. <laughs> and, and me and you have been, we don't talk as much as we as we used to. We used to talk on the phone quite a bit back in oh, the day. Yeah. 
And I know, I know that thing. You know, yeah, when life life happens and we start getting busy and we're moving, we're working and all this stuff. And you got, we both got businesses we run and all that stuff. So I know it's kind of it's, it's difficult. I don't need to keep up my own family members as much as I should. I feel you. But man. um, I, I say all that to say this: you go about doing things your way, which is perfectly fine. This song is for is for those to understand that. We need to be doing more. If you are truly born again, we all need to be doing more to win souls for Jesus Christ. And if there, if that, that, if your way of doing it is going through it like I do, or like the way you do it, that's fine. But we need to be consistently doing it. That's my point. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think about what's going on in the world right now? Speaking of uh, global events and everything that's going on. I just see Bible prophecy being fulfilled right in front of all of our eyes. And there's so many of us that don't know the Bible that don't even realize that that's Bible prophecy being fulfilled. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. You know, you can't really deny that a lot of this stuff is falling right in line. I think there's also elements um, on the, on the other side that are trying to help to ensure that in a way because for some reason it seems like the forces of evil are, are determined to bring up bring on that apocalypse to bring on that end time you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying mm -hmm. so i mean I it, it, it's that, definitely a convergence yeah i think that's or i think you're true you're right on that because what they're trying to do is bring in their leader and mm -hmm. they need certain things to happen for their antichrist leader to come on so yep. certain things have to happen, and and they believe that they're going to win. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they want this stuff to to, to jump off. That, that's why it, it seems like 2019 into 2020, they they they, they stomped their foot on the gas pedal and they haven't let up since. That's what yeah. I see. That's what I, that's what I feel. I feel like they just put put it on the gas and it's time. And, and it seems like they they conditioned us so long that they did they just tried one little thing and say, oh, this this will work. We can go in full full bore now. Let's go. You know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The whole uh, scamdemic thing it opened up a whole lot of uh, opportunities for them. I think they kind of saw the control matrix, how to really fine tune things uh, and affect mm -hmm. people with fear and using fear conditioning mm -hmm. to really be able to pull the strings and manipulate the people like never before. Uh, the level of control that they can seize just by, you know, putting that fear forward and just drilling it into people that they have to be afraid and they have to listen and, and all this. And then whatever they say, it's just so much easier to just force things through and ram them through without, you know, the, the proper steps that would normally be in place uh, without all the, you know, the pandemic and, and the emergency authorizations and laws and stuff that they just gives people, particularly elements that are unelected. So they're just like the WEF and, and WHO and, and just tons more control than they would normally have under any other right. condition. And yeah, I'm with you. I feel like they've definitely started accelerating their agenda. And I think that they found that little tool of of how to use the fear and really put it into action and i think that we can expect more of that not less of it yeah, um, definitely they, if, if you remember the iron mountain report right yeah 
Yeah, and they they talk about how to use fear in in, in the Iron Mountain report. They talk about that. They talk about fear being a catalyst to bring in everything. They want to use fear um, to to maneuver us, and um, they, they they use fear in marketing. Fear, the acronym for fear is false evidence appearing real. So yeah. they use that in marketing when they're trying to sell you something. Better hurry up and buy it now, or you won't be able to get it. They make mm-hmm. you afraid. You know that's that's one way to sell you something, and FOMO. they they sold us something back then. <laughs> that they did. You see what I'm saying? On a that's lot of levels. <laughs> yes, and, and they've been using fear as always. They always have to have a boogeyman. There's always something out there lurking, whether it be mm-hmm. a killer or it be some terrorist. Or there's global warming, or there's yep. global freezing. There's something to keep you on edge. There's something always out there to keep you on edge, so they can maneuver you into the lane that they want you to be in, and then back over to this lane that they want you in, and then the next lane they want you in until they get you to their destination, to their agenda. Mm-hmm. And it that's excuses what, massive overreach too. Well, we had to, you know. Yeah, exactly. And and then they, and at this and while they're doing all that, they make people like us look crazy. Because oh, yeah. we see, we God has given us discernment. This is, I truly believe that God gave us discernment to see what's going on, and that is our job to tell people what we see, what what God is showing us, and what they're showing us, so that we can help warn, you know, try to warn people. Because that's the rest. We're like watchmen on the wall, you know. But that's what right. we're here doing. So, um, yeah, it, it's pretty. It's pretty crazy how they try to make us look nuts. And 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 even they, they show you in the movies and all the movies where they have conspiracy, with some quote unquote conspiracy theorists, because we're not theorists, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're just telling you what we what's happening. But conspiracy they always realists. Look, right conspiracy realists exactly. <laughs> And what they end up trying to do is they try to make us look crazy, and that's how everybody. Yo, you know, you you got family members that look at you funny. I've got family yeah. members that look at me funny. That don't be you don't believe that you you think that that we want you don't think we went to the moon. <laughs> no, I don't think we went to the moon. But <laughs> I know we didn't go to the moon. I know that I know that Nixon didn't call the moon from his landline. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the moon conspiracy is definitely an interesting one to look into for anybody out there listening that hasn't checked it out. There's, you know, it's it's very very strange. Just the it's one of those things, you know, sort of like nine eleven, where just the official narrative itself, if you break it down and look at it, it starts not making any sense. And I mean, there has to be some other explanation for a lot of it, you know. So you can lead yourself down that path, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, the whole conspiracy thing, uh, the conspiracy theory as like a, a term in the zeitgeist really stems from uh, like the Kennedy assassination. That's really where the CIA was like, oh, man, we've got to step in and stop people from thinking it's OK to just do their own investigating and to you know spread this kind of information. We've got to find a way to vilify them and. That's when the whole conspiracy theorist term started really, you know, getting shoved down onto people and used as a negative term and a negative label that they would put on people 
you know, of course there are there are crazy conspiracy theorists. I'm not going to sit here and act like there yeah. isn't. There are. You know, yeah. but using it the way that they have, I mean, that it's just done so much as a blanket term to kind of suppress information. But that's anyway. So that's where that kind of stemmed from, and and when it became taboo to think for yourself, basically. Think for yourself, yeah. Don't you don't you think that they plant people in this realm in this in oh. in this. You know, they, they plant people to, to make them look nuts and then they label them conspiracy theorists and then those people become us. Controlled opposition. One of yeah, the oldest exactly. tricks. I mean, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's just a lot a lot going on in the, in this world. You know, um, besides the wars that are, the many wars that the Bible talks about are going to be happening in the end times that are happening now. Uh, besides that, you got all these fish growing, coming up on the seas, dead, and birds mm-hmm. dying all over the place, and and volcanoes erupting all over in places that they ain't supposed to be erupting, and earthquakes and stuff. <laughs> and the Bible talks about these things all happening, you know. And it, people will always say, "Well, these things have always happened." That just, you know, I mean, I've heard that from from believers in Christ. Well, these these things have always happened, but the Bible talks about it being like birth pain. A woman with child and birth pains. These things are going to be happening more frequently and all at the same time. Yeah. Never has it been like this. You know what I'm saying? Every other day we get some type of mass shooting. Every other day there's there's something happening with some war somewhere. Every other day there's some dead something floating up on the floor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then you got the Euphrates River drying up. Yeah, that's, like that's a big Bible one. Says. Just like the that's Bible says, one. this is all emerging at one time, and it's something that's very unusual, something that hasn't. Because they, they, people always use stuff like the Bible says, "Um, there's nothing new under the sun." That's a a, a scripture in the Bible, a verse in the Bible, which I, 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 yeah, there is nothing new under the sun. But the Bible doesn't say that there's going to be stuff new happening at the end time. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say that. It said that the stuff that's happened already is just gonna be happening more and more. And that's what that's what it is. But people like to because a lot of people, believers, I'll say, a lot of believers don't want this to be the end time because they have they've vested themselves in this world. They have things that they want to see their kids grow up. You know, they want they want their business, they want to see they want to they like their job. They want to be, make money. They want to go buy a bus or a boat or whatever. You know what I'm saying? They want to go travel. They want to do stuff. Worldly thing. And they're not ready to give up. They're not ready to give up the world. They like these worldly things. Me? I'm ready. I'm ready for Jesus to come back I and take his I know you are, brother. I know I you are. <laughs> and, I, and I pray that my kids are ready. I pray that my family members are ready. You know, all we can do is the same way as you do when you have kids and you're raising them. All you can do is is hope that you taught them the right thing so that when they go out into the world, they'll be productive and good people. You know, but it's yeah. not guaranteed. And it's the same way with their salvation. All I can do is hope that that I instilled in them to get saved and to have Jesus Christ in their lives and that they, and that they go and they get saved. So when Jesus comes back, they come up too. I mean, that's all you can do. I try to keep in mind uh, the passage that no man shall know the hour or the day, right? Or the day or the hour right. of Christ's return. Well, we, so, but, we will, but we can know the seasons. That it is true. That. Can, that is true. We can know the seasons. 
I, I say that to say <laughs> that all, all I can do, you know, I can't purport to know and I can't let my life be nothing but, you know, consumed by that awaiting that one moment. I can prepare myself as best I am able. I can do what mm-hmm. I can to prepare the path. But ultimately, you know, there's there has to be a balance as well, because I, I see a lot of people that if they get too far into the end time scripture, it becomes just an all consuming obsession. The same way that you see people get into conspiracy stuff and it becomes just an all consuming obsession. And that's all they think about. It's all they talk about. And it will bring you down. It will drain you. It will make you so miserable and depressed if you let it even if you look at it in a good light even if you see it the way that that you see it and you're you know you're looking for that moment it's still to be so like wound around one thing and convinced without you know there is truly no way to know yes it feels like we are racing towards the end times i think everyone to some degree even non-believers feel that things are reaching a crescendo one way or another. Mm. But I guess what I'm trying to say is you cannot let that be all that you, you do in this life. Like you can't let that stop everything else. And I'm not saying well, you this still, you, to you. You still got to live your life. Right. But what we do is we live our lives for Christ. It does say no man knoweth the day nor the hour. But he also tells us to watch therefore to look for his return. We ought to be watching for his return and be ready for his return. So, yes, you are 100% correct that you can be too consumed like you could with the conspiracy stuff and you could just go down a rabbit hole and never come out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just go down and just be consumed with that and, and, and be looking over your shoulder everywhere you go. And the same thing can happen when you're doing end times thing. But our job here as believers in Christ is to be spreading the gospel. And there are many ways to spread the gospel. We can talk about it. We can preach to people. We can do it through music. You can do it just by the way you live your life. You right. can spread the gospel by living your life for Christ and not saying a word to nobody about Jesus, but how you conduct yourself. People right. will be look at example. you like, he's different. Be an example. Exactly. Yeah. He's di- this, they can say, Josh is different from everybody else because he doesn't do these things that we do. He don't do that. He doesn't. He's different. He's the Bible talks about being in the world, but not of the world. We are. We have right. to be. We're, we we live in the world, but we're not of the world. We are not worldly. We are not. There's there's two types of people in this world. There's child of God, children of God, and there's children of the devil. John eight forty four. Ye are of your father the devil. He was a liar in the beginning. I can't remember the whole verse, but he talks about him being a liar in the beginning. He's the father of lies. So there are those that are not of God. This is when I when I go back to saying um, that not everybody goes to heaven because not every and then you hear people say, "Well, all God's children." You hear that all the time. Yep. So what we need to do, remember is our mission here is to spread the gospel, and just like you said, bro. You don't. You can't wrap yourself around any of that. You still got to live your life. You still got family. You still got friends. You can. You can just live your life and live your life for Christ. I just but try to speak on balance. You know what I mean? Right. Balance in, in well, all things in all areas. 
part of the balance is knowing that you still got to go to work. You can't just not go to work. <laughs> and just right. Damn, like, that's that's and, what I'm saying. You can't be like, well, it's the end of the world. I guess I'm just going to sit here in my PJs and wait on Jesus. I mean. <laughs> you still got to go to work. You still got to raise your kids. You still got to pay your bills. You still, and that's where the balance comes in. Yeah, I, I understand that Jesus is coming back, and, but and and I and I'm going to go to work, and I'm thankful that God gave me this job to pay my bills. Right. You see what I'm saying? So you're, you're staying balanced. You're staying in connection with the Lord, and you know you still got responsibilities here, but all your responsibilities are taken care of because Jesus gave you everything that you need. And he will continue to give you everything you need. You have faith and trust in him. And and Amen. um and a lot of times people, like you were saying, they, they get too far off into it and they forget, they forget what they're here for. That's yeah. part of the balance. They forget That's why true. they're here. And they just say end times and they just like you say, go get in their pajamas and just sit down on the couch. Got to have that, like you said, that medium. That's right. All right, before we get too far off, I want to play one more of your songs, if that's all right. Okay. Um, I want to hit this uh, We Come From Mars track. <laughs> I like that track, man. I want to go ahead and get that on there. So um, I'm going to play it, and we will be right back. All right, well, we have alien bodies, and we have DNA to prove it. Those aren't my words but rather the words of scientists who stood before the Mexican Congress yesterday during a UFO hearing to show alien bodies and the Believe in us, we got the truth not chase us. Gonna get the whole world to believe us. We come from the planets, we're beyond the stars that you will see. We do exist, look at your wish. Time to evolve to a higher level, get yeah, problem solved. Yeah, we just say, yeah, we are the ones who made ya. Forget about the book, God gave ya. Those that deny we exist, we will fly them away to another planet. Raise your consciousness, open up your third eye, elevate it. Take your spirit to another plane without us, you can never obtain. Those that don't wanna change, we're gonna restructure your brain. Uh, yeah, out of space, in and out of dimensions, in front of your face. Disappear, reappear, doing some crazy tricks in the atmosphere. I got you living in fear, movies about me that you know I'm here. Oh, let's get this one thing clear: the earth is not flat, it's really a sphere. I am the one who made you, but you cannot evolve. I can save you. Open up your third eye to the penal plan Let the snake shock your guy Yeah, it might seem odd Watching me fly around in the sky In my space pod Just give me the nod And follow me and you'll see That you will be a god The time has come for those who evolve to become as one Consciousness, you pass the test We will take the rest of those who didn't accept our message We'll snatch them away And you can live life like normal every day To 
in your play Cause y'all is one already on his way To save the day Who is like and miss what you will say Who can make war with him So much power deep within He'll fix everything Praises to him you will sing Do it with an iron rod Sit in the temple as God Yo, I'm the medicine The lawless one Son of a bitch with a silver tongue I'm the one from the bottomless pit Be the king, I'm the one that's it Ah, I'm here to save you Ooh, wait a minute, maybe I'll save you I'm the king, bow down and kiss the ring All worship you will bring Those that deny my godliness, that's something you regret. Pay attention to what I said. Go against me, off with your head. Take the mark from me. Pledge allegiance, you can need and be free. Or suffer the wrath. Get ready for the real bloodbath. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, sir. That song, man. That beat. That beat is sick. That is that is signature Ninja Scroll sound right there. <laughs> and you are a that's man of many voices. I just want to. I want to say that too. You are. That's the whole thing with my whole Ninja Scroll thing. Because uh, you know, a lot of people don't like me using the ninja because ninjas are an Eastern mystic Eastern religion thing. It's not. You know, I I, I don't practice ninjutsu. So. And I mean, Ninjutsu mm-hmm. isn't even a religion. I mean, right. it, it's a it was a very old form of martial arts, and really they were kind of just like uh, a counter piece to samurais. But yeah, it, yeah, people like to point a whole lot. People, people like to nitpick on everything. I mean, they're, they're, they're trying to say that the, the name Ninja Scroll is a, a you know a Buddhist type thing or whatever. And, and but I, if I practice that, that'd be different. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But I don't practice that. It's just the name that was given to me by Wu Tang Clan. I just use the name. But yeah, I was about to say. I mean, that goes back to old stuff. I mean, they, you know, what are you going to do? Change, change your whole persona? Like, yeah, I mean, it'd be different if I was actually doing that stuff. But I don't. And if you listen to my music and know me, then you know I don't. But right. anyway, um, the whole Ninja Scroll thing in my whole uh, mo is. Changing the voices, adapting like a ninja would adapt if he was fighting. You know, right. ninjas adapt and their fighting style. They adapt to the situation they're in. So I, that's I love that, man. I think the different voices. I think that's incredible, man. Like I've always loved that, and I've played people your music before, and they've thought it was like two different people, and they'd be like, "Who's yeah. another guy on there?" I'm like, "It's the same dude." The same dude. <laughs> 
Man, I, I love it, dude. That, that's, I mean, that's skill. I mean, mo- I know plenty of people that try to rap and can't do it in one voice, much less all the ones that you pull out. And it seems like you just come with something different on every track. And, I try yeah. to. Uh, you succeed, I, man. Sometimes I try to sound like characters that I've watched from different movies too. I'll, I'll try to, act, I'll try to sound like them. I mean, that's so, a, it's a special skill set. I had to comment on it. <laughs> I appreciate that, bro. <laughs> no doubt. We, I, no we doubt. The song that me and you did is on this album. Oh yeah, yeah. What, what one was that? Uh, While you were sleeping. Oh yeah, yeah. I like that track. Me too, man. That's on this album too. So y'all go check it out. Y'all want to hear Joshua and Ninja Scroll? <laughs> we got two songs we did together. One was Sound the Alarm. That's on United Slaves of America. And mm-hmm. the newest one that we just did together is on this song. Is on this album called "On the Soapbox," and that song is called "While You Were Sleeping." And Josh ripped the end and ripped it up at the end too, boy. <laughs> <Kill me. laughs> I don't know about that, but I appreciate it, man. No, you know, I know I, about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I try to do it. I try. <laughs> yeah, and then y'all don't be thinking that we just be bigging up each other because we boys. It ain't like that. We just we know talent. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate it, man. That's high praise coming from you, brother. Nah, bro. You deserve that, man. I, I remember the first joint we did, I was like, okay, this this, this cat nice. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> then I heard the other songs that you did on your um on the Truth Bomb joint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he 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 got it. You really came <laughs> strong with a couple that joint Rise Up. Cause we both yeah. got songs called Rise Up. Oh yeah, we do, I guess, don't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, he he rocking his joint too. I was like, that's what's up, you know what I mean? But how how is how's your music going? Like, you still doing stuff or what? Man, to be honest, I I just haven't had time to mess with it. I've been working on like a final project because I mean, to me, it was never about trying to make money. It was never about trying to like you know get success or fame or do anything like that with it. It's just I I needed an outlet. I love music. I love creating music. Um, I love writing. I've always wrote poetry. And I just wanted a way to express myself and get get that kind of stuff out of me and, and put it in a creative medium. And I can't sing. So I had to I had to find a way to put it all together and what I could do. So I just kind of tapped into what skill set I do have and, and ran with it. But I mean, there was no like end goal to continue doing this. But mm-hmm. I do have a lot of stuff that I've been writing and I've been producing and putting together. And I, I've got a, a final project that I am going to get out eventually. <laughs> it's just uh, between the podcast and work being as busy as it has been uh, with the business that I just really haven't had time to get in the studio and really put it down like I need to. But uh, yeah, and I, I would like to at least do one more track with you. Well, I was going to I was going to say that we want we got to do one more for my next album for me. And I got to get on one of your joints for your album. Done. Yes. That's a verbal handshake. <laughs> <laughs> and I already know, I already know what's going to happen because that's how we get down. So I'm looking forward to that, bro. For real, man. No doubt, man. I was looking forward to this. It's been so long since we've been, uh, I mean, you know, we used to talk a lot, you know, at least on regularly on the phone, even up till not that long ago. I mean, it's, it's been a little while since we've actually got on the phone and had a conversation, but we've always stayed in touch. But yeah. uh, after the podcast, you know, we weren't on air. We haven't been on our air together in, God, I don't even know. It's probably close to 12 years now. It's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, uh, so, yeah, I mean, like, 
when I thought about this, I've been kind of racking my brain thinking about, you know, I need a guest that's going to be compelling that I want people to hear about and learn about. You know what I mean? And because I've got, you know, I've got all kinds of crazy friends from all over. I've got lots of interesting just human beings and people with different perspectives and, you know, people that nobody would expect that I know. But I wanted somebody that would bring something different than what I'm bringing to this and would bring other elements and would kind of connect. I just wanted to talk to you again. I really wanted to get back on air with you because I knew there was no way we were going to get on two mics and not end up having a great conversation and not end up doing right. something with it. You know what I mean? Right, right. And, so, and like you said, bringing, bringing two different, we're bringing two different points of views, but we're coming to the same conclusion. And I think that's an important lesson in and of itself these days. Right. That you can have that that brotherhood, that communion, that unity without having to only, you know, be around those that are exactly the same as you or think exactly mm -hmm. like you. There doesn't right. have to be conflict. There doesn't have to be arguments. You know, you can have respect for people that go about things different or think differently than you. And these days, there's so much group think and people are so conditioned to believing what they see the most or hear the most is obviously the one and only right answer. And if they don't conform to that, they're going to be the odd one out. And they're so scared of being the odd one out that they just comply. And, and that's how we got ourselves into the last situation. And it's played a role in a lot of the missteps that we've made um, as humanity over time is, is that fact right there. So I think it's a very important lesson that I hope carries on beyond this. For a few well, listeners, I, I, at least. you hit a you hit a you hit the nail right on the head, and and a lot of times people don't understand that they they know how we they studied us the, the people that control they studied our brains they studied how we act you know what I'm saying and Satan knows how we act because Satan was here before we were Satan was here when we were created Satan knows everything about us. He knows how we think. He knows how our brains work. He knows everything about us as far as that stuff. And yeah. they know that. They figured that part out about people. And and people generally like to follow each other, like to be around each other. And they like to crown. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they can take things like that and say, this person's doing it. And they, they, they'll show some influencers or some, some comedians or some, you know, some entertainers or actors, whatever, they'll show them doing it. So you want to be part of that. You want to be part of something. Right. You know what I'm saying? So they understand how we think and how we operate. So they will make it so that we follow. It's easy for them to control us that way. Just like you said, it's, it may, it's real easy for them to be able to manipulate us because they know how we think and they mm -hmm. use that against us. And the minute one of us steps outside of that box and says, that's not what it is. Oh, no, he, he, something's wrong with him because he's not like us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> See how right. Yeah. I mean, it, work, it works twofold, you know. And it's also a piece in the whole division and sowing division in people so that they can't come together. They've got to give us stuff to fight about to keep us from – as long as we're fighting each other, we're a lot less likely to, you know, look at the ones up above us pulling all the strings and be like, hey. It's their fault. You yep. know what I'm saying? Yep. So, yeah, you know it's really that's important good. to keep us that's fighting. A that's a great That's a great way to, to look at this war in, in Israel. 
mm-hmm. because none of us know what what's happening over there. Now, I can tell you what the Bible says about it and how how and if you know your Bible, you'll know how this all came about in a, in the beginning in, in the first place. But look at how they use these things, like you were talking about division. Somebody will come out and say either you're with us or you're against us. Mm-hmm. They just you just created division. All you did right. was say some words. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you did, somebody will come out and this just happened. I can't remember who who said it, but they just somebody from over here said either you're with the Americans and the Israel or you're against them or you're with the, the terrorists. Now oh. you created division. That's that, and I mean, now you got George people, Bush used that same pretty much the same line, the same thing. Yeah, and now now you got people protesting for Palestine, protesting against Palestine, protesting for Israel. I stand for Israel. I stand for Israel. I stand for that. Now you just divide everybody. Yeah, and then you get down. You can do what you want. I stand for you can steal the ceasefire. I stand for a ceasefire and peace because ultimately it's not. <laughs> anybody's military or anybody's whatever that's suffering it's the people caught in between and yeah what what hurts me is seeing all the civilian casualties and regardless there's no way out of this through killing each other they're, they're never you know what i'm saying they can kill all the palestinians that live in gaza you know it's not going to stop this that conflict it goes back you know hundreds of years and it's not going to end just because those people died there there's people that are they're going to be their survivors that they're just creating martyrs and those people mm-hmm. are going to carry on what you know their parents and, and and their elders did and believed and then they saw what happened to them so they have even more hate and even more rage and reason to want to fight and it's there's no end in sight that will never end without tons and tons of death i mean either way well, well this this conflict goes back all the way back to Abraham in the Bible. Technically, yeah. That's where it goes. Because Abraham, his his first son was Isaac, and then he had another son, Ishmael, with with an Egyptian woman. And that's yep. where it started. Hagar. That's where it started. He was supposed to have his just just it, Isaac, but his wife didn't think that she could get pregnant. So she said, Take my handmaid, take my maid servant. And have and, and and have the baby with her that God wants us to have. So he did. And it was that, Ishmael. That recall you got, boy. That recall. Oh <laughs> yeah, remembering stuff. Oh yeah, boy. You pull them names out, like woo. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I read the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but see, it, it don't even matter with me, man. If if I get in a situation like that, and, and like when you said it, my, my brain just went. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know what he's talking about, but none of those names are coming up. I don't know. Man. That's what happens when you get old, kids. <laughs> Hagar was was his, was his, hand, his wife's handmaid, he, and, and God told him that He was going to make him a father of many nations, many people, many nations. And and his his wife Sarah was barren, so she's like, "How's that going to happen when I don't I can't have babies?" So she said, "Take my handmaid. This is man messing up like we always do, <laughs> and not trusting God. That's what the lesson is. They did not trust God, and they, we took things in our own hands. And now look what we got. So he went and did that, and 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 had sex with his handmaid, and." Ishmael. And then God said, 
that was wrong. I didn't tell you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, but how well, but she can't have a baby. He said, I'm God. I'll, I'll do what I tell you I was going to do. And then Sarah got pregnant with Isaac. And that's the Jews and the Arabs right there. Half brother yep. fighting each other. And they've been doing it ever since. They ain't get along. Nope. <laughs> 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 they've been doing it ever since. You ain't wrong, man. You're not wrong. Uh, I just want to see, you know, some sort of a peaceful conclusion to all of it. You know, what's going to play out is going to play out. And it's obviously so far beyond uh, my control that I, there's, it, it's one of those things that it's kind of senseless for me to worry too much about it. But it's right. also one of those things where I'm going to call for the what I feel is the rational conclusion right. to it. What makes and you, sense, and you, and, you, and you know, it makes a lot of sense because not not only is it the media and the powers that be are making this what they want to make it. Oh yeah, they got their own narrative that they're putting out. Because I was talking to my son about this last night because he was asking me some questions about it last night. As a matter of fact, and I'm like, son, did you know? that there are Arabics or Muslims, whatever you want to call them, they live in Israel, inside of Israel, not just on the Gaza Strip, not just in Palestine, but in Israel. Yeah, I said, there's a lot of them that they get along right in Israel. The Dome of the Rock is in Jerusalem. Al-Aqsa. Yeah. I'm like, so I'm, So the, the narrative that they're spinning is not, what they're, they're, it's not the truth. The news from the West and the news over there are going to spin it for them whatever side they're on. That's how it's going to be. And and most people just take what they hear on the news over here and they run with it. Yeah, the, the Jews are bad people. And then they go over there and and, and whatever they're spinning over there, oh, the, the Hamas is bad people, whatever, you know. Get, you're going to get that. Ultimately, you, we're... Go ahead, what'd you say? Ultimately, we're only involved and, and the only stake we have really in it beyond all the moral grandstanding is that we have a military industrial complex that needs conflict on a global scale mm. because we like selling weapons and mm -hmm. it's highly profitable for a profitable. small group of people. And not to mention that our Congress is heavily invested in all the aspects of the military industrial complex. So war and conflict uh, gets them great amounts of profit. So we're going to be actively engaged in every one of those that we can either create or jump in the middle of because it's profitable. And people like to miss that fact and, and think that, yeah, that we're doing this for humanitarian reasons or it's all about to spread democracy or whatever lie they're selling when it's all about profit. It's all about lining pockets, just like yep. you said. Because let's, let's just think, just, let's let's take what you just said, and let's 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 go back in history. How okay. many wars have we been in? When have we not been in war? Yeah, I mean it, it's been constant since the United States has has been a country. Yeah, we pretty exactly. Much stayed in conflict somewhere. Let, let's just go back to World War One, and then from there up until now, have we not been in a war? There's another fun fact on that one. Well, no, I'll answer your question first. No, not really. Uh, not on some you know, capacity somewhere, but it's been lots and lots in pretty much every single case, some sort of a false flag or false pretenses yep. that have guided us into these conflicts. There's clearly yep. an agenda for seeking the conflicts. Yes. It's something that's always drawn us into something. 
That's, mm-hmm. that's, that brings me back to my point. And your point or my point are walking hand in hand right now. Because they usually do. <laughs> somebody <laughs> is drawing us into something. And whether it be a major war or a, a little war, it's a, it's a war. And it's making money for those who get into the war. Mm-hmm. And, and just think about who, who owns a lot of these companies that build these destructive weapons. What was the what was the guy that owns Halliburton? Remember Dick Cheney? Yes, he did. Yeah, <laughs> that's how. <laughs> and what's Profit Halliburton really? <laughs> Weapons and they, they uh, built, rebuilt they built. Iraq, apparently, but he made a lot of money <laughs> off of it. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of money being made by these cats. They get rich, and it's been this is this has been the whole the whole look at Prescott Bush. What do he do? Yeah. Of the whole President the, Bush and George Bush and dad. He, he tried owned, to overthrow the government. Yes. And then, <laughs> then he was public, he, he was down with, with Nazis, with the Germans. Yeah. It, it's just these cats, it's all about money. And, and this is why the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. Right. You hear that? All evil. All evil. And people say, well, if money is the root of all evil, then how can we need it to live? And I say, you quoted that wrong. It doesn't say exactly. money is the root of all evil. It says the love of money. Money is a tool like anything else. It's right. all in how you use it. It's all in how you use it. It's, and now we can wrap this. Now we can change. We can get out of this. We can segue into something else. Check this out. <laughs> <laughs> the same way a gun is a tool. There you go. That can be used. But it's not what's evil. Right. The gun isn't evil. Because the gun can save people. Guns never killed anybody on their own. Nope. I've never mm-hmm. had. I've never had my forty-five walk out the door and just take a life. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a tool for the individual. The same way that the love of money is the root of all evil, and that money is a tool. Just like you said, money is a tool that can be used for good or evil. Exactly. The same way a gun is a tool. That can be used for good or evil. I have a song called "Who Am I." You yeah. got to check that song out if you haven't. Oh, I've I've heard that song. Yeah, that, that, it, it talks about four different tools that are being used, and you got to figure out what what is this tool he's using, mm-hmm. <laughs> and what, and what's he doing with it? It's, it's just a tool that somebody is doing something bad with. That's it. And and, and man's heart is the problem. It's man's heart that's the problem, not. Because you can kill you can kill somebody with a with a with a, a sharpened uh, uh, toothbrush that they like a shank that they would do in jail. Happens you know? every day. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and that's how the come thing. there's no there's no how come people don't there's no I, I remember a couple of years ago when somebody there was some type of gun violent thing happening they call, what they call gun violence it's just violence period there's no exactly. such thing as gun violence it's gun you know, violence when you're trying to pass legislation to disarm your population. <laughs> Exactly, exactly, and and some some mass shooting happened, and then like two days afterwards, it was a mass knife killing in China. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And it had the I dude do. running. Yeah, he was running through the school, killing kids with a knife. How come there was no knife reform? <laughs> because it's it it's not a mass shooting and it's not a mass stabbing. It's a mass murder, and it's let's let's a- let's address that <laughs> issue. Rather than the tool being used. Rather because, than the tool being used. Exactly. Yep, yep. 
And it's kind of ironic that we are the world's biggest arms dealer and have no problem whatsoever selling high power rifles, much, much more powerful rifles than any citizen in this country is allowed to own all around the world. They'd get in the hands of all kinds of terrorist groups. Tons of murder, death, and destruction are, are brought with them every single year. No problem with that. It's very profitable. But at the same time, we don't think any of our citizens should be able to defend themselves. No. No, we shouldn't mm. be able to defend themselves. And we shouldn't be we shouldn't have, but, but they can have um, bodyguards that have them. Exactly. They can have, it's just, They're not it's going just out nuts. without some kind of protection. Nope. <laughs> nope. It's nuts. It's just, it's just crazy how people are so easily manipulated to believe things, you know, as far as from gun control on. People yeah. just believe what these, what, what they see on the news and they believe what the politicians tell them. And they believe what the doctors say. And I'm, and I'm going through some right now as far as what the doctors are t- saying. And I'm saying um, that's not what, what you're saying is wrong. And I'm going to do what I want to do. And they have a hard time with that. Well, how come you don't believe us? How can you believe what we're telling you about your body? Because it's my body. They believe the, the path of profit over right. anything. And, and I say that to them because I had to go to the hospital. It's long story short. I'm not going to get it too much into my personal stuff. But I was in the hospital. And they said I had something. I said I don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel what you're saying I have. But the numbers say you got that. I don't care what your numbers say. It's not. I'm not a number. I'm a person. I'm telling these people this. I'm not a number. I'm a person. The, your numbers and your computer can say whatever they want to say about me, but I don't feel any effects of anything. So I don't have what you say I have. So I'm not getting what you want me to get. I'm not taking that medicine. I'm not doing that. I don't want your drugs. I don't want. I don't take drugs. I don't do that stuff. I don't want your drugs. You keep them. Uh, keep them. And it was funny. Yo, check this out. So I'm in a hospital. And they come to me with this pill. It's like, I don't know, two in the morning. And they wake me up. We got to take this pill. I said, what's this? Oh, it's, it helps prevent, what did they say? It helps prevent acid reflux. Hmm. I said, I don't have acid reflux. I know, well, it helps prevent it. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, are you going to take one? I said it to the nurse. She said, no. I said, why not? It helps prevent it for you, too. <laughs> Yeah, boy. I kid you not. It's just it's like you're not gonna take. It? I said no, I'm not gonna take that. I said I don't have acid reflux. I, I, why would I take it if you're not gonna take it? So I, and then I, I said, I said, yo, you guys to get. I said, I said, um, I said, why are you giving people these these acid reflux pills? And they said, well, we give them to all the patients. I said, hmm. oh yeah, that's just that's about money. Oh yeah, yeah. There's no telling what they charge for every one of those. For them pills, yeah, and I'm like, why are you giving everybody acid reflux pills? Everybody in here got to be prevented. What about then? Everybody should take it. You too. Every nurse, every doctor, or you all should be taking these pills. But I'm not saying we don't get paid when that happens. (laughs) (laughs) We only get paid when you take it. Now shut up and take your pill. (laughs) You know what they do? Because they scan your little bracelet, and that's how. Yeah, yeah, they scan that. He's taking it. Tacked on your bill. Tacked on my bill. I was like, nah, Kleenex I'm, from there. They're gonna tack it on your bill. You should have saw how fast they wanted to get me out of that hospital. No, I'm sure he's not gonna be profitable. It was, nah, this guy it ain't gonna work. For him. <laughs> it was a lot more than just that that I was saying. <laughs> yeah, 
I got into conspiracies too with the wonders. I had her, I had her flat earthing and everything. <laughs> <laughs> like this guy's fine, actually. We're just gonna have to go on and get him out of here. <laughs> yes, let's get him out of here. We were wrong about your test, Sean. Everything's absolutely fine, sir. You have a great day. <laughs> we're testing the wrong part. We gotta test his head. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're about right. Uh. But anyway, yeah, it's just it's just crazy how they can so easily just I I brought all it up just to say this. They can just so easily just maneuver people to the way they want them to go. Just by saying a couple words. Yep. Getting back to that fear control matrix. Yep. Manipulating. Well, brother, um, we are just about running out of time over here, but I'm so glad that you came on the show, man. Brother, I'm I'm glad that we got to talk. I miss talking to you, bro. We need to. I, I want to do a better job, and I, I say this all the time, and I try to do it of of keeping in touch with with my good friends and family. Yes, and sir. I appreciate you having me on, brother. I do. No doubt, and we will definitely, you know, continue this conversation more, and and we're gonna do a better job, both of us. I make this commitment to keep in touch moving forward because. Uh, yeah, man, I missed you, brother. It's so good getting to talk to you. And I hope that the listeners have enjoyed this little conversation. Uh, me and this man, like we said, go back long, long ways. And uh, I knew he would have some interesting takes on things. I knew that he would have some some views that you haven't heard on here before. And I think that that's important. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for joining us. Uh, is there anything you want to say? Plug your stuff before you get out of here, man. Where can they listen to some more of that awesome music? Um, just go check me out on vemusic.tv. That's my record label. Um, I have myself on there, uh, a band called Slave to Servant, uh, like a grunge Christian punk. Uh, they do all kind of stuff. And then another Christian punk band called Caster Dragon. Go check us out on vemusic.tv. You can find all, everything you need to uh, about us right on there. There you go. You got the links. Go check it out, guys. I promise it is not a waste of your time. This man knows music. Uh, he makes some really awesome stuff. Much bigger catalog than what I had time to play today, but just know that all of it is just as rock solid, and it's definitely worth checking out. So thank you again, Sean, for joining me. The one and only Ninja Scroll. I sure do appreciate it, and me and you will talk again real soon. No doubt, brother. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. You have a best day, bro. You as well, man. Pleasure's all mine. And that's going to be a wrap on the Clandestine Radio Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Mm-hmm.